Welcome to the Way Fellowship Church of Dallas podcast series. Please enjoy this message by our own senior pastor, Tavares Gardner. Open the Bible to Genesis 4. Y'all ain't going to be here singing all night long. Uh, jump down to four. No, jump down to three. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why, are you, why has your countenance falling? If you do well, you will, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Or King James says, master it. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass that when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground so now you are cursed from the earth which has opened up his mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand when you till the ground it shall no longer everybody say no longer yield its strength to you the bible says the lord says because you've done this a fugitive and a vagabond you shall be on the earth you may be seated and then while you go into your seat, turn over to Luke 17. We're still talking about a wanderer. Everybody say a wanderer. The wanderer. The wanderer. And let me tell you, as we've been saying, that when you don't deal with rejection and offense, it will cause you to wander off. It will cause you to be suspicious. It will cause you not to trust anybody. It will cause you to have walls up. Uh, rejection is a, is a strong demon. Rejection. Anybody in here ever dealt with rejection? It's probably everybody here in the house has dealt with rejection. And, if, uh, and so what led Cain to uh, open up himself to the curse? Because he would not deal with the rejection and the offense. Amen. He was offended because he was rejected by God. An authority figure. And most of us in here have been hurt by authority figures. We have been rejected. We have been offended. Um, but you cannot harbor offense. You have to forgive. Amen. The Bible says it is impossible that Luke 17 and 1 said that no offenses should come. And remember we talked about offense was the Greek word, I believe, or the Hebrew word scandalon, which means scandal. And the enemy is always wanting to cause us to be in some type of scandal, some type of offense. Amen. And if you look at the body of Christ. Uh, we see a lot of people that are speaking in tongues, a lot of people that are dancing, a lot of people that are, that are preaching, that are 
that are laying hands on the sick and operating in some level of anointing, they still are walking in offense. They live in offense. And let me tell you something. If you do not forgive, if you do not forgive, in hell will you lift your eyes. I'm sorry to tell you. Yes, you're saved, but hallelujah. But if you don't forgive, for unforgiveness cancels your ticket into heaven. So it is a lot of bishops, a lot of apostles, a lot of prophets, a lot of saints of the Most High God who will not, they're going to be surprised. I thought Sister Tofoot was going to be in heaven. No, she has unforgiveness and she was not allowed in. You don't understand. I do understand. I understand that Jesus died on the cross for all of our sins and he forgave us. And some of us have still messed up since we have, sin since we have been saved. And he chooses to forgive us and show his grace and mercy upon us every day. And you can't forgive your brother or sister or father or mother. It's quiet in here. It's quiet in here. Tell yourself, say self. I must forgive. It is a prerequisite. to get into heaven so again I'm going to repeat this Satan uses offenses as a trap to hold me and you from all that God wants us to be and do the devil knows that harboring unforgiveness in our lives can not only stop our progress in the things of God, but it can delay God's perfect plan for our lives. Will you touch yourself and say, self, unforgiveness will delay God's perfect plan for my life. Not only does offense and rejection, listen what happened. When Cain decided to kill Abel, and, and, and God said, what did you do with your brother? I hear his blood crying. We have to, we also have to, we may not kill anybody with our physical, but as I said, how much blood have we shed in the church house with our mouths? When we get mad, when we get mad, and, and I can, I can I'm include myself, when we get mad at a certain person because of what they've done something to us, do we not drag their name in the mud? Raise them hand, don't be lying. But we have to learn that the enemy is always watching for an opportunity for us to get offended and drag our brother and sister in the mud and kill them with our lips. You can character assassinate anybody when you are offended. I wish I had some help in here. Uh, but, but, but on the flip side, what if God decided that he would drag us in the mud? What if God decided, oh, since you're going to do toe for toe and tat, tit for tat, I'm going to expose everything you've done to a prophet and they're going to read your mail. All right. The mother said, all right now. Okay. All right. All right. Praise the Lord. All right. Touch your neighbor. Say, you got to forgive. You got to forgive. So God, so the devil, he provides opportunity for us to be offended. He provides opportunity for us to stay offended. Everybody say, stay offended. Therefore, we must learn what to do when offenses come. You should know that offenses will come no matter how smart or prayerful you are. Did you hear what I say? 
Offenses will come no matter how prayerful, how smart, how shitana masata you are. They will come. They will come. They will come. They will come. And they will come somebody from someone close to you, not somebody that don't know you. I want you to write this down. There are four basic ways these seeds get sown into us. What seed? The seed of offense. You want to write this down because it's going to bless you. It blessed me. There are four basic ways the seed of offense is sown into me. Number one, what others said to us. You can be offended by what? What others have said to us. All some people ever heard in their lives, my sisters and brothers, were cutting and abrasive words. Sarcastic speeches that pierced like a sword. Sarcastic people can cut us into pieces with their tongues. Anybody in here know any sarcastic people? Maybe you might be one. If you've ever heard cutting words growing up, you ain't going to be nothing. You're just like your daddy. You sorry. You lazy. You fat. You ugly. You too dark. You too light. You too this and you too that. Cutting words. I want you to understand that many of us are still dealing with the negative words that have been spoken over us most of our lives. And even in our adulthood, those seeds, those words that were sown into us as a child, they have grown up into a sycamore tree, an oak tree. And I come to tell you, since you're in the right house, you come to the right house for that tree to be uprooted and cut down because you are not what others have said about you. You are what God says and has written about you in the book. But you say, Apostle, I've tried all that. You know, I've, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, you know, sometimes those, those haunting words, you know, and I find myself living out those words. Let me tell you something. Those words can be uprooted. You have to retrain your brain to accept the word of God. That's why you must stay in the word of God. I wish I had some help in here. You must stay in the word of God because the word of God gives you life. And it kills. The Bible says the word of God is Hebrews. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, rightly dividing. Come on here, between soul and spirit. Between, come on, marrow. Come on here. The word of God is sharp, and it will cut down every tree that ain't of God. Y'all quiet in here. That's why the enemy, if you ever tried to read the Bible at night, I can't hear nobody. If you ever have sleeping problems, try to read the Bible. I promise you the devil will put you in a... Real quick, when you try to read the Bible, especially after you got out your shower and you then laughed at yourself, can't hear nobody. You got some lotion on your feet, you and you, you relax now. Come on, you you up under the covers. I can't hear nobody say nothing, and it's a little chilly in the room. Can't hear nobody. Oh, you may have the heat on. I can't hear nobody say nothing right there. And, and, and you all you all snuggled up in them covers, doctor sheets and Mrs. Covers. I can't hear nobody saying you laying on bishop pillows. I can't hear nobody say nothing right there. And then hallelujah, and then you start. Let me read the word of God, and then here comes El Shut Eye, El Shut. I starts hovering, uh, hovering over the pillows and over the sheets. I can't hear nobody say nothing. And then he says, 
El Shaddai has had his way. Anybody ever met El Shaddai? El Shaddai is real good. I love El Shaddai. Shut them eyes and... And so the enemy would love to keep you from reading the Bible to keep you from knowing who you are and what rights you have as a citizen of heaven. So number one, what others have said to us. Will you open your Bible to, let's look at that, uh, let's look at Proverbs 15 and 1. That, that would go uh, with what I just gave you. Yes. A soft answer turns away wrath. But a harsh word stirs up anger. Put that next to that phrase I just gave you. What others have said to us. And let's also look at Proverbs 12 and 18. The Bible says, there is one who speaks like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. Saints of the Most High God, we must be very careful with the words that come out of our mouth because they will either bring life or death to us and to other people. I wish I had somebody in here. You are a spirit being, and whatever you speak shall come to pass. That's why you must be careful what you speak. If you're in a situation that you do not like right now, speak what you want to see, not what's going on right now. Because as I continue to speak what I want to see, if it's in line with the word, let me, let me, let me clarify that. You can't be saying, I want somebody else's husband. There are people that are doing that. And, and wishing death on somebody else's spouse or mate that came about so they can have them. There are people that are doing that. You got real tight right there. So the Bible says, there is one who speaks like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. There are two types of tongues. Tongues that pierce like a, word, like a sword and one that promotes health. Life and death. Which one do you want? Another thing, not only, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to add that into the first one that I gave you. What others have said to us, but also right up under that part B or part A, what I say about myself. I'm going to leave y'all alone on that. What others have said to us, that's one. One A going to be what I say about me. What do you say about yourself when you look at yourself in the mirror? Some of you can't even stand to look at yourself, even in the mirror. All right, got quiet on that one. Let's move on. Point number two. Four basic ways these seeds of offense get sown into us. Point number two, what others did not say, what others did not say to us. Let's look at Proverbs 25, 11. 
We'll look at 25 and 11, verse 11 and verse 15. When you have it, say amen. 25 and 11 says, a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in the setting of silver. Verse 15, by long forbearance, a ruler is persuaded and a gentle tongue.